Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I'd love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Matthew, and he says, Hi, Victor. Your podcast provides a wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate your honesty and insight into this industry. I was curious if you had any episodes about your opinion on the type of real estate investment, other than REITs, that would allow the least maintenance involved in keeping the business operating and would provide the most passive income. I know there's no completely passive business, but was curious on your thoughts of what will produce the most juice for the least amount of squeeze. I'm looking to become an active investor in some type of real estate, and I've educated myself on various types of real estate, including single-family, multifamily, leasing farmland, self-storage, short-term rentals, and so on. But I would like to know what seasoned investors, such as yourself, think those investments are the easiest to operate for the long haul with less chance of burnout. I realize that hiring the right team to help support the investor is going to be essential, but are there investments that you feel have the least amount of moving parts and are the least complex? I know this is a vague question and probably provokes you to ask me multiple questions, but was just curious about your thoughts. Any insight would be appreciated. Thank you. Well, Matthew, this is a great question. As you correctly mentioned, all types of real estate investings have an active component. You're describing the style of investing that most closely aligns with your own lifestyle design. See, money comes in one of three different methods. Number one, earned income. That's active business income. Number two, residual income income that's thrown off by an active business, and number three, capital gains. Your question is really centered around minimizing that first type of income, the earned income, and maximizing residual income or capital gains. You could be looking for accelerated appreciation that almost always requires value creation, which is an extremely active part of the business process. That forced appreciation can come from renovating an older property, making management changes to an existing asset, or building new product. Stabilized assets can coast on autopilot by comparison. The higher the quality of the asset and the higher the quality of the management you hire, the better the chances of your investment returns appearing to be mailbox money. Perhaps the lowest effort, but also the most speculative form of investing, would be land banking. This effort is concentrated at the front to make sure you're buying the right land, ideally in the path of progress, and then you just have to wait for the land to become sought after. The rates of return on this type of investment can be very high, but until you exit, raw land will require negative cash flow for a period of time until the exit becomes viable. Most of the families that have made big dollars as investors have included land banking as a core strategy, but not as a starter strategy. This is the long game for those who are looking for a place to park cash and they don't worry about the cash flow or the timing of the exit. If your goal is cash flow, then nothing beats apartments and self-storage. Both these asset classes can generate strong cash flow, but the assets need to be large enough to afford hiring high-quality management. If you hire low-quality management, then you're going to have to be hands-on to protect your investment. If you're investing in small projects like single-family homes, then you're investing in one of the most management-intensive assets of all. That's because each single-family home is different, and it's hard to hire high-quality management for small assets. The management expense becomes too large a percentage of the cost of owning and managing the asset. Let's assume you've bought a large enough asset, at least 100 units of apartments or 300 units of self-storage. If you look at any business and ask the question, why is owner attention required? It's a very simple answer. 
And so you can hire people to handle the day-to-day systems and processes, but in any business, it doesn't matter what the business is, whether you're running a hotel, an airline, a software company, or a real estate business, 80% of the senior management attention is going to go towards managing exceptions. Some businesses have more exceptions than others. Investing in strong systems and processes can minimize the number of exceptions and therefore the amount of senior management attention. But still, management attention is going to go to handling exceptions that are not handled as part of the regular systems in the business. An A-class apartment business will have fewer exceptions to manage than a C-class apartment business. That intuitively makes sense. A self-storage business will have fewer exceptions to manage than an apartment business. Investing can have different objectives. You mentioned farmland as a possible avenue. I'm not a huge fan of leasing farmland as a cash flow business. When you look at the income per acre for leasing farmland, it generally covers the property taxes and not much else. But leasing farmland can be part of a land banking strategy. But then again, a low effort agricultural crop like timber can also be an effective growth business with a minimum of effort. The possibilities are seemingly endless. Overall, the key is to invest with a team working for you whether you hire that team directly or the other approach is to find a deal sponsor who's great at what they do, invest passively with them, secure in the knowledge that you have an expert team doing the heavy lifting on a daily basis. Only then, by investing passively in a well-managed active business, can you fully disconnect the investment from the active management of the business. I want to thank you, Matthew, for an awesome question. For the listeners at home, have a great rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.